The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 38. Five Common Questions I Get Asked a Lot. Five, six, seven, eight. Hello and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. My name is Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. I absolutely love doing the interviews, these conversations that I have and I'm able to bring to you. I just love them. They're just so inspiring to me, and I enjoy them immensely. Can you tell? Well, this week on our this week, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little distracted right now because it's beautiful outside. I'm looking through these big glass windows as I'm recording this, and I still can't believe it's October, but it's, it's beautiful in Southern California. It's almost 80 degrees, and I'm watching these kids ride their scooters around outside and people just kind of sitting, and I'm also looking at this fountain and just, I don't know, appreciating just being able to look outside and be grateful for just seeing this and being able to record this and look at such beautiful surroundings. But anyway, coming up in our session this week, our step to success segment, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In our dancer's dialect segment, start strong and finish with finesse. In our freestyle flow segment, every rose has its thorn. Isn't there a song by, the, I think it's actually, I think it's Axel Rose that sang this song, I think. Don't quote me on it. But anyway, and in our feature presentation, go ahead and ask me. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Ballroom B-Boy Hip Twist with Hollywood Hustle, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. In my last session, I talked about the importance of having new experiences to ignite new creativity in your life and in your business. And this week's step to success will take that a little bit further by giving you an example of what I'm doing right now that I've incorporated And that is an artist study. And this was given to me actually as an assignment in my improvisation class a couple weeks ago. And I've since incorporated it weekly. And it's been so enriching for me. It's given me some new viewpoints. And it's just been great. I really, really am enjoying this. And I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing doing this exercise. And so what I'm doing is I'm picking an artist every week, and it doesn't matter what kind of artist it is. It could be a photographer, it could be a watercolor artist, it could be a fashion designer, it could be a metal artist. And what I do is I look at what their art is like, study it, digest it as much as I can, wait a couple days, look at it again, look at their artwork again, and then read about them and and, and just absorb what it is that they're about. And so I've linked the artists that I've studied so far in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 038. And this was given to me in terms of how their art can apply to my dancing and what kinds of things that I've learned in improvisation that are used in the different works by these artists that I've studied. So for example, 
the first artist that I picked, his name is Robert Bello. He's a clay artist. And the reason I picked him is because there was a concept talked about in one of my technique classes about turns and about um, having a strong base for turns. And the analogy was used with, um, and I think I might have even mentioned this before, with a clay artist or like a, a clay pottery artist where they have this big base they're starting off with on the machine and then they kind of f- uh, mold it and form it as it goes in. And so that analogy was explained in terms of doing turns and bringing that in just as a clay artist brings in his piece of work on that I don't know what it's called, but that apparatus that they use to mold the clay into their artwork. So so my first artist was Robert Bello. My second artist that I studied was Eugene Requenco, and he did these beautiful photographs of these models that resembled Greek mythology. And what I noticed was the textures of the costumes and the lighting and the focus on different parts of the body. And so with dance, I thought, okay, this can apply to the actual lighting of a dance piece. It could apply to focusing on different parts of the body for a dance piece. So it got me thinking for it got me thinking about a lot of things in terms of of dance, which what the like I said, the assignment was for. The other artist that I studied, her name is Jean Haynes, and she's a watercolor artist. And what I loved imagining was the process that she used in her watercolor pieces and how she fused East meets West and then how she had different subjects. It wasn't just one style. She had action shots and she had other, like I think she had animals and some and other people and other actions. And so that was really cool to study. And then recently I've studied um, a, a fashion designer named Stina Sayer out of Martha's Vineyard and her clothing is not, really bright, or it's not like what you would consider high fashion. But what I took from it is that I saw the layering and the way that the clothes sat on the models and the photographs. And I imagined how would it feel to move in that type of clothing? How would it feel to use that type of fabric in a piece as a prop, or even dancing on it or using it some other way on the floor or hanging or going through it. So it really got me thinking again about how that would apply to dance. And then recently, I am studying a metal artist named Dan McCabe, who is out of Texas, and and I think he's now based in Arizona, but his art is all with metalwork. And so again, what inspired me to study him is that another analogy from dance was taught about um, melting, like metal melting on the floor. So I thought, oh, okay, let me find a metal artist. So anyway, so studying these artists have, have re- has really opened up my mind in terms of how I can apply it to my dancing, but also just thinking in different ways of for my business and for my life. So I encourage you do something, find something that you can do differently and incorporate that into your weeks and into your days and see how that creativity flourishes. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. There is a ton of terminology across different genres that can apply to your life and to your business. The concept for today in the Dancer's Dialect is start strong and finish with finesse. Perfection, definitely not. Intention, most definitely I was in a class recently where we worked on a pirouette combination, and it was all about starting strong and finishing with finesse, regardless of whether I fell out of the pirouettes, which I did, 
or if I stayed up on Releve as much as I could, which I didn't, I still had to set it up strongly and then finish with finesse. And so just as I did that or had to work toward that in my recent dance class, it is so important to start strong and finish with finesse in the different things that you do in your life and business. For example, if you're going to start a project, start with the end in mind and work backwards. Don't be afraid to adjust the steps along the way and make sure that you finish the project. The results might not be the way that you imagined. I think more importantly is the attitude about the follow through. That is one of the most important things to finish strong. It's that attitude that you're sustaining and the consistency that you sustain throughout the process that makes you finish strong and finish finessed. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Now, these three things are going to sound like they don't relate, but they will. Stick with me as I tell you this story. It's about homeschooling, a rose, and sugaring. And so (laughs) I was at a meeting for my son's homeschool group, and one of the things we did is the group leader had us go around, and she had this picture of a rose written on a whiteboard, and she asked us to share what we considered a rose in our life, whether it was homeschool related or not, something really good or positive that we're grateful for. And then a thorn, something that may not be so positive that we're working on or something in our homeschool journey. And then a noodle, which I don't get the noodle part, but I think it might be because one of the stems kind of looked like a noodle. So the noodle represented something funny that we might have wanted to share or something interesting. So The rose that I shared was, of course, being back in the dance world and being able to dance again and meet some incredible people and being able to do this podcast and interview these dancers who are entrepreneurs. So that's definitely one of the roses in my life right now. And then the interesting thing is the thorn was the common, the commonality with the thorn with these ladies is that it was all relationship-based, whether it was with a spouse or with siblings or with uh, challenges in homeschooling children or different things like that. It was all relationship-based, which I thought was very interesting. And then with the noodle, initially, I didn't really have anything to share. I couldn't, I don't know why I couldn't think of something funny. I laugh all the time, so I don't know why I couldn't think of something funny. But the one I wanted to share was one of the moms shared about her recent experience with sugaring. And so if you don't know what sugaring is, it's a form of wax removal. Well, it uses sugar instead of wax. I think that's what it is. I've I've actually wanted to try it. And so she wanted to do something new. And so she's like, yeah, I wanted to go to this cool, trendy arts district and go to this place and act cool. She was so funny the way she described it. I don't think I'm doing justice explaining how she did it. She's pretty funny. But she told us that she texted one of the other moms and said, you know, I just got the sugaring done. And and so one of the other moms was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sounds like it tastes good. But anyway, of course, she didn't have an idea about that. But I, it was just funny the way it was talked about. But I thought that this this concept of talking about a rose and a thorn and a noodle, I think would be a great conversation starter for dinner or being with someone or just just to add a different element to your conversation. So that's what I wanted to share on the freestyle flow. Homeschooling, a rose and sugaring. Who would have thought? Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Have you noticed that there are questions that you might get commonly more so than others? 
And I challenge you to pay attention to them and see if you can find the commonality of what people are coming to you for. Because obviously, if they're coming to you for something, then you must know quite a bit about that subject matter. And so in this session, I wanted to share five of the most common questions that I get from friends and from business clients and from family. And it's been interesting because they are not all related. So here goes some of the questions that I get on a fairly regular basis. Number one, what do you recommend for some kind of health situation? What kind of product do you use for such and such? And I think it's because I go more toward the holistic, homeopathic, natural route, alternative route, as opposed to the mainstream medical route. And and I truly believe that there is a place for everything, whether it's conventional or homeopathic or natural. But I always like to explore the natural route first. And so, of course, I am not a doctor or a health practitioner, but I do I do know resources to go to and health professionals to go to for different things. And so it's always interesting to keep up on that kind of stuff. So I do get a lot of those questions, which is interesting. Number two is... How do you set up such and such on your website? What do you use for this page on your website? How do you get your website to do such and such? And so I've used and built websites on the wordpress.org platform. And so that's where my experience is in, my experience is in, in building websites. And so if I don't know how to do it, I know a way I can definitely give resources on how to do it, or I have my other resources that I can refer people to. But so I get a ton of questions on WordPress.org. And so it's a very robust platform to do almost anything for a website. And nowadays, people want to be able to go in and do things themselves. So it's great to have a platform like that, where you can teach somebody how to go in and make changes, and you don't have to wait for a webmaster, a web developer. And so it's really user friendly. And I highly recommend using this platform. There's so much to it. But um, that is definitely one of the questions I get constantly. Number three is what tool do I use for productivity? Well, it depends on the project. The three main tools that I use, actually four, I'm sorry, three, Google Calendar, Evernote and Basecamp. And I've linked those on the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 038. Now these are three of several different tools I use for several different types of projects in my life and in my business. And I'm actually in the process of finishing up a resource on 101 plus tools that I use for my business that I'm going to make available to you. And that'll there'll be more information coming on on that in um, the next session or so. So stay tuned for that. Number four, how do I organize my schedule? Now, I want to give you a simple template to use. I get this question a lot. And I, you know, I get overwhelmed, too. I get just as overwhelmed as anybody who says, oh, I'm so disorganized. And I don't know what to focus on. And, you know, I have so many interests. And I don't know what, you know, what to hone in on. But let me give you a very, very, very simple template. And this also my schedule with productivity and organizing, it changes as my goals change, as I'm reevaluating different things. But I think this template will really, really help you, especially if you need to scale down on some things. I've recently had some conversations with people like, oh my gosh, I'm totally overwhelmed. I can't say no. I have all these different activities going on. So this is what I would recommend doing. Um, Write everything you do in a week down. Take a, a week inventory of everything that you do and write it down. 
After you do that, rate everything on a scale of one to four um, with this uh, with these parameters. Number one would be you have to do it. Number two, should do it. Number three, you enjoy doing and it's helpful. Number four, what you're afraid to say no to. I know it's hard to say no when you want to you know, help everybody, right? So what I would do is do that and then get rid of the fours as quickly as possible. Start there. And then if you need further help on that, don't be, um, feel free to contact me, send me an email and, and maybe I can uh, help you through that. So that's what I would do. A very, very basic get started template on um, streamlining your schedule a bit and organizing it a bit. Number five, what marketing strategies or tactics would I use to promote this product or service? Of course, this is business client based. This will vary greatly because every project that I work on is different. The industries are different. The goals for the business or for the entrepreneur are different. So what I do is I listen very intently on what it is that the person is trying to achieve. The second thing is that I ask a lot of questions, probably too many questions sometimes, but I'm really trying to hone in on what it is that they're trying to accomplish and what the end goal is. And also, I really work on clarifying the details that they're giving me. So I'm completely understanding what's po- what as much as possible before I even offer any recommendations. So even if it's not a business conversation and it's a personal relationship conversation or what have you, listen, ask questions and clarify. Now, if you are stuck and you want some clarity on any life or business projects you're working on, go to my contact page at annettebone.com forward slash contact and fill it out. And let's see if we can talk live and see if I can help you. So go ahead and do that. And also, if you want to, um, I'll also link that in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 038. And... I would consider it a great honor if you go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That way I can continue improving the podcast. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. In the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.